The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Um, and we're back here and analyze this the morning after. Uh, the governor gave his fifth state of the territory uh, address, uh, Governor Albert Bryan, uh, January 23rd, 2023. We got the Senate Vice President, Senator Marvin Bladen. Join us. Good morning, Mr. Vice President. How are you? Hey, good morning, Evan. I'm good. I'm good. good Enjoying the conversation so far. Good. Yeah, so far. So far. We could, we, 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 we could turn it upside I down in a minute. <laughs> no, man. I always do when I come on the show. I read, I always do. I read appreciate nah, nah, I, I appreciate oh, yeah. that as well. And we got Attorney Dwayne Henry. He's a regular Bush T contributor here on Analysis. Uh-huh. Good morning, Counselor. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. I- and drinking lemon grass, of course. Of course, yeah, you, 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 I, I like that. Um, are you hear that song just now? Um, the, uh, the ID song there um, for WTJX FM. That, that's the that, um, steel pan. Um, the, just now, that's by Roger, you know. Um, uh, hey, Bladen. Um, excuse mm-hmm. me, excuse me, Mr. Vice President. Um, <laughs> Um, Tis uh, Rufus Thornwell, let me know that that's by Rogera. All these years I heard it and didn't know it was by Rogera. So that that damn me, that, that damn library now. That damn library now. That, that, that's a regular, that's a regular usage. That can't get away at all. You check mm-hmm. you know, you know, steel pan on the Virgin Islands is like it's like bacon and eggs. You know that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yep. w- w- without a doubt. So, so check this out. The governor saying the recreational use. Um. Mm-hmm. Cannabis, right? The, the, that's the that's that's the that's the the, the medical term or the the the, the 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 I want to use the right word here. Um, the professional term, but, but we don't call it ganja and marijuana, right? <laughs> the, the governor signed a ganja law, and I believe it's effective July of uh, uh this year, 180 days. Um, yeah. Mr. 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 Vice President and Counselor, so let me ask you, lawyer. Let me go to the lawyer first before we go to the Vice President. Okay, vice President, uh-huh. you know we've been talking about this legalization for donkey years, and apparently it's now happened. So, so what happens for those who want to use marijuana between now and July? You still got to play the game, the little hide and seek. Don't, don't let nobody see you out in public. Well, actually, <laughs> I got to tell you, right now. Based on um, the bill that um, former Senator Nelson or Commissioner Nelson had passed over years ago, up to a ounce is decriminalized anyway, number one. That's, a, that, 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 that's for the medical marijuana, right? No, that's for recreational even. From back in the day, we had recreational ability up to a Listen, a lot of people don't know the lie, though. Wow. If you walk around with an ounce of weed right now... No, 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 we had, decri- we, had de- we had decriminalized. I'm I, I aware of that. But actual yeah. actual use, adult use, was, that wasn't that limited for, for medical purposes only up until this bill no, passed? No, There was no limitation on it. it is, it's just no... It's a civil, um, it's a civil fine of $100. This is the weird thing, and I hate to do this, but department, the public police department never instituted like a ticketed system. So right now, <laughs> the cops are just letting you go. <laughs> <laughs> They're just letting you go. Additionally, yeah. and this is unofficial, but the prosecutors are not charging people for simple possession unless it, it has um, another crime along with it. 
Wow. So I'm not trying to encourage anybody to walk down the street bunny and weed because that's, you know, you, you still can't do that. Mm-hmm. But if you're sitting in your house, there's some solace in knowing that the SWAT team is not going to kick down the door. Even though the full legalization thing doesn't come in for 180 days. But right now, you know, simple use is still, um, you know, there, there, there aren't any consequences for simple possession. Let me put it that way. Interesting. Um, Senator, you know, you, you, you're a member of the legislative body that passes laws and all that stuff. A lot of the entities that exist in the government were created via legislative mandate. How do we go about regulating, you know, this 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 quantum move that we're taking where we are legalizing recreational use for marijuana, which has existed illegally. Now it's gonna be legalized, which means it's subject to taxation, what have you, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So um just on the surface, this ain't no easy put together in six months, um, Senator. I don't see it. It's, it's not, and that's why, you know, it was so important we, we dealt with the regulatory aspect of this bill, and that's where the board comes in. I mean, they, it, is so, it is so important, the role they play. You know, people don't realize that, you know, their role is so critical because they have, a, they, have, they have the heavy lifting to do, you know? And, and of course, you know, we are going to do our part, but that's where the boards come in. But um, Attorney Henry is correct in terms of uh, the, the leniency, in my opinion, with um. Our, you know, officers in terms of them not really pushing the envelope because they understand mm-hmm. the space we're in right now and the transition we are, we're making, so they're not being too aggressive mm-hmm. in that space. And I, I really appreciate that. They don't have to, but they mm-hmm. are being very, uh, you know, being very relaxed, I should say, in that respect. You know, because it, it's not official as yet, but in the interim, they are, they are really working with all the people in the community and, you know, respect is due at the same time, you know, so... It takes all. I, I like your choice of words, Mr. Vice President. Le- <laughs> l- leniency and relax. Yes, I, I like that. That's what I, said about <laughs> I, I like it's that. True, it's true. It's true. It's no, true. No, 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 check this out. I believe we actually have something that we could work with. Um, because um, in Alaska, they have a marijuana control board. And Correct. And and um, for those of you who don't know, Alaska ain't just this big state that borders Western Canada. They, they got a lot of islands involved in Alaska as well. The Aleutian Islands and all that stuff. They're part of Alaska. And 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 one of the things that we have to be concerned about now is um, marijuana over federal waters is a crime. Isn't that the case, Attorney Arm? Um, Attorney yes. Henry? Yes, it's still a crime. Um, Yes. The, the Uncle Joe, Mr. President, is um, he has instructed the Justice Department to come up with a way of removing it off the schedule, schedule one. And so um, I anticipate in the next six months or so that the federal government will lift, will remove marijuana from schedule one, and it will no longer be a controlled substance. Remember, you heard it here first. I, I, yeah, of course, that's what analysis uh, provides. Uh, well, I never well, Yes, yes, sir. I never Yeah. If I may add, if I may add, while speaking, I believe one of the reasons why they are being relaxed also. And um, it's because, as you know, the critical part of that bill that I really you know, advocated for, you know, is the term of decriminalization, you know, and in terms of most people who are um, arrested because of um, marijuana, you know, and so even if they do it, they're going to 
get ex, um, automatic expungement. So, you know, it, mm-hmm. it plays a role also in terms mm-hmm. of them, you know, being relaxed because, like, basically, well, why am I doing this? I got to get off anyway. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's what we have come to. That, that was very important because there's a lot of young men who can't get to go to college in, in terms of the application, wow. can't get a job, etc., because of a, a simple joint. You know, which is, if you look at it, it's like, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's going to assist many of those individuals to have their record expunged where they can really participate, you know, you know, in, in the process when it comes to them getting a job and everything else that comes I, I, along I, with that. But, but so one, it's a big, big deal but, but, for me. It's a big deal. Well, one of the scenarios that I'm concerned about is, suppose, um, can I check this out, right? This <laughs> For somebody who being out, out, out in the wilderness, right? Um, mm. and hearing man talk, right? So, there are, there are times when a certain type of weed that, that is cultivated in one island or whatever, them man the brag, mm. so they got some bad weed coming out of rack or bad weed yeah. coming out of St. Croix, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. in order for it to get over there, it has to be transported. It ain't got no, ain't got no bridge. <laughs> it, it, ain't got no, ain't got no bridge from St. Croix to St. Thomas. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and if they're out on the water and they catch you, they're transporting this thing. Mm-hmm. You gotta be careful. You have to be careful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Very, so the, the, yeah. the, this regulatory yeah. thing. I remember now, we got we got dispensaries. We got man who gonna mm-hmm. be growing all that stuff. Oh, we got limited amount of licenses. Ain't everybody gonna be able to sell? This thing, this thing is a lot more comprehensive than people want to give it credit for. It is, but at the same time, there's a lot of job in the space, you know, because it's it's a lot. It's just not. It's a lot of opportunities for individuals who really want to be in that space. You know, there's a lot of opportunities for them. What so up? even though you don't have a lot of licenses within one license, there's a lot of jobs. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of opportunities That's within one exactly license. That. A lot. Exactly, and yeah. that legitimates the streets, man. Them, you know. Well, well, you, you well, well. The, 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 organization and, and you know, say so use the man that the trim the buds or whatever, whatever. No, you could go get yeah. a company and work trimming the buds. No, no but check this yeah. out, though. Remember now, our biggest concern is the young man them in 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 um, in Bedford Stuyvesant and Harlem. Can people who living up in Westchester and Fort Lee and Jersey, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. We can't um, be, be can money. You know, you know, you, you know, you know, money, money rules. Money rules, and if you got volume, you could you, you could volume out a lot of them man who hustling and, and I, I and that cannot be the case at all, Senator Blade. Well, we that's can't. why that's why that's why we assured and was stern on the residency portion. You know, ten years at least. You see, what I'm saying whereas if if I don't have the money, but if you have the money, you want to work with me, and I, I go be um, majority partner. Hey, let's go. You see what I'm saying? So they still give us an opportunity, locals, to take part. But you have to know how to deal with whoever you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't want to let people come and take, take over. No, you got to make sure you, you secure yourself and your peoples. Right. So there's they, they, different ways of doing it. You know? But at the same time, we, we did everything in our power to assure that our locals got a piece of the pay. That's the bottom line. Um, eight years yeah. ago, eight, eight years ago, in, uh, in 2015, uh, when I was Senate President, um, I did this, and it gives me uh, the pleasure to do it again. Um, Mr. Vice President, 
Thank you for joining us this morning. You're excused from this committee, the whole from this committee, the whole hearing this morning here and analyze this. Thank you very much for joining us and enlightening us on on, on, on last night's state of the territory and some projection mm-hmm. going forward because of course you know the the the, the, the recreational use for 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 marijuana. Um, mm-hmm. it being effective, uh, July twenty twenty three. Um, that's gonna be it, it's gonna be a, that's high anticipation, Mr. Vice President. Yeah. High anticipation. Everyone waiting. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Without Attorney Henry, love always. Yes, love always. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right. You, guys, you, you, I like the beard and all. You, <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 Sean Malone and 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 and, and Justin, um, are you? Ayo uh, is what we call the meeting senators. You got more meeting than Ayo. So Ayo keep keep our meeting. And we like that. Thanks a lot, Senator. So, thank you very much, Mr. Thank Vice you. President, for joining us this morning. Appreciate it. Thank that. you so much, David. Have a blessed day, okay? Okay, good. And, right. and, and, and look, keep on yeah. serving the people of the St. Thomas, St. John district. And don't forget St. John, whoever you do. St. Croix. Uh, no, 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 I'm me. telling you. I'm telling you. Don't forget oh, St. John. No, St. No, Roy, my, we, we got to hey. play the we gotta play the whip to the Christian Center. You're going to worry about that. But, hey, but, my but, app is other than St. Croix. start from next week, so never that. Never. Okay, never. good. I spend time in St. Croix. Good. Sure. Good. And St. John, I say. St. John. Yeah. Look out for, yeah. look out for the little, littlest and loveliest, whatever you do. That's always. Right? Always. Good. Thanks always a lot. Th- thanks, thanks a lot, yeah. Mr. Vice President. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And just to dovetail, Attorney Henry, uh, and, uh-huh. and, and and this marijuana thing. I'm very, very serious. You know, I, I had this conversation with um, the Senate President um, over the weekend. He and uh, Lawrence Nielsen, you know, Larry Nielsen, who, who, La- Lawrence Nielsen, who worked yeah. in the National Guard for years. Um, our, our uh-huh. biggest, our, my biggest concern is that, you know, <clears throat> the, the brothers who've been taking the risk for all these years, uh-huh. man, for yeah. all these years, I, I don't want them ex out at all. I mean, I ain't, I, I, I ain't big on legalizing to begin with, but I ain't naive neither. We'd, we'd, be, we'd been here for decades, right? It is what it is. It, yeah, it, it is, is what it is, is. and, and I, I, ain't trying yeah. to, I ain't trying to act like that. People, got, people do what they want and all that stuff, right? Yeah. My, my thing is we can't deny we got a criminal problem, uh, a crime problem here with the guns and all that stuff, and we have, oh. a, we have an element who just want to short-circuit everything and and, yeah. and can't help themselves, right? Of course, that's a byproduct of literacy and economics and all but, that stuff, right? But, but, but at the same but time, if we're going to legalize this quantum leap, and you know, the governor going to be here tomorrow, we can talk about it as well. Um, we're going to make sure we got all of our ducks in order, man. Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know what? We've been thinking, it sounds like a quantum leap, but we've been moving. We had referendums and all kinds of things. So if people ain't prepared, now they never will be prepared. You know, and, and, and that's how New York looked at it, too. For years, everybody been doing what they want in New York, you know, and, and there have been movements. There's a lot of progressive movements in New York. That's some, and New York last year said, you know what? We're going to legalize this, bam, one time. And, you know, it's through a little shockwave. But like I said, those are the people that, for some reason, think it may, never. Listen, I'm telling you, the, the president is going to take this off the schedule in about six months, you know. Then our hell's going to break loose. Nationally. Okay, hey, so hey, 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 but, but let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. <laughs> let, let, let me ask you this, right? We, we currently have a president who is um, not as anti, hardcore anti-marijuana as previous presidents, right? Right. So I, I, I want to put that on the record. But let me ask this question. We don't have a constitution in the Virgin Islands. 
Yeah. Our our constitution is a federal document. Yeah. And currently, um, there is no federal law legalizing marijuana. That's correct. So is there some ambiguity there? Is there a conflict there um, for, 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 for those who would want to ask the question, well, wait a minute, you know, how could we go about legalizing something um, absent a constitution like other states? See, other states, they, they have the ability with a constitution to enact certain things. In our case, we've had five failed constitutional conventions, and, and, and we're still binded to a federal document. Yes, but you're talking about conflict of laws. Here's the thing. There is no law in the United States that says marijuana is illegal, either. What it is, is the Public Health Act establishes the schedule in, of drugs. And, and, and Schedule and, 1, and schedule so, one so is instance, no medical... No medic is not illegal, you know. As a matter of fact, let's say fentanyl. Fentanyl in itself is not illegal. Fentanyl is actually used in the medical industry is is probably the 40 50% of the time for anesthesia the problem is it's because it's a controlled substance you could only use it in certain settings mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's not illegal to have fentanyl mm -hmm. it's illegal to use it outside of the authorized settings so how come so how come, so how come you don't call Kevin McCarthy or you didn't call him for the last 9 or 10 months because every other word out of his mouth was fentanyl uh, well, uh, throughout 2022. Right? Well, that's the whole thing. Well, I just saw a colonoscopy last year, and I, I thought they gave me demo. And when I looked on the screen, the thing said fentanyl. Wow. Yeah. You know? And because I, I remember asking, I said, can I have a little bit more? And she says, well, with this particular drug. And then I looked on the, the screen that the nurse was controlling, and, you know, it shows, like, the anesthesia um, tripping down, the, like, the, the percentage going down. He has a computer screen, and the drug was fentanyl. But but that's the thing with marijuana. So it's simply an administrative action that makes it now, quote, illegal. No, no, this, and don't forget, well, sch sch Schedule 1 is two things, right? Yeah. High, high high addictive potential, no medical... Yes. No, no, no medical... No medical um, value. Value, no medical benefit, uh, uh, right. what, what have you. And that's the reason why mm -hmm. it is deemed a schedule. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about this. And then uh, we're going to shift to education um, because that's a big topic um, going yeah. forward um, in the second uh, term of the Brian Roach administration. We're here with the morning after the State of Territory Address 2023. Of course, you know, my phone blowing up now because we're talking about ganja. Uh, I'll take a break right after this. struggled with finding safe spaces for your children to meet up and learn through play and social interaction? Teen Time at the VI Children's Museum offers fun family learning for children ages 12 to 18 years old. A free program for all participants. For dates and information, 340-643-0366 or teentime at vichildrensmuseum.org. 
if it's happening around the world. NPR's Frank Langfitt is in London covering this one. Hey, Frank. Good morning. Cuba is experiencing its biggest anti-government protests. If it's happening here at home. On a blistering hot day in Twin Falls, Idaho. Join on the northeast border of Mississippi, where the river nourishes rich and green. Morning edition from NPR News will take you there. Wherever the story is, listen every weekday. From 6 to 8 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. The news nowadays is a bit like our weather, much more extreme. The headlines that grab the most attention generate a lot of heat and not much light. On 1A, we rely on your questions and stories to help us better understand the issues that demand more than a few tweets. With your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. Catch 1A at its new time, weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. And we're back here and analyze this, and uh, we, we're touching on a number of different topics, and right now we're wrapping up a conversation um, with respect to um, the legalization of cannabis for recreational use here in the United States. And the best place to look, uh, first of all, right, um, and we got Attorney Dwayne Henry. Um, he actually co-hosted me today, and um, Senator Frankie Johnson should be joining us uh, in a little bit. We They keep referencing Colorado, um, Attorney Henry, and to me that's a bad that's a bad reference. I know the governor, you know, they went up there and they had the exploratory trip and all that, right? Uh-huh. But I think Hawaii and Alaska would be better because you know they, those are coastal coastal states. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're out yeah. there. And, 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 and Colorado has some, um, you know, geographically and and even um, think actually think we we actually in terms of our um um. Similarities, I think, is more Hawaii than anything. Well, else. I, well, I, well, I, I just pull up this here. Here's, here's a, a, a question and answer. Right? Is weed legal in, in Hawaii? Right? Uh-huh. And here's the answer: Yes and no. Marijuana uh-huh. in Hawaii is legal for patients with qualifying conditions who have state-issued medical marijuana licenses, as well for patients from other states with valid medical marijuana cards from their homes. The cannabis industry has expanded and grown stronger, but statistics report on marijuana show that adult use or recreational cannabis remains illegal in Hawaii. And then they go through that, right? Well, here's here's, here's what happened recently. Um, Just within a matter of days ago, Hawaii lawmakers filed marijuana legalization bills for 2023. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's what I mentioned earlier. You know, we'd be naive to think marijuana don't exist in, in any of the American jurisdictions. That's just a reality. Weed, right. weed are all, all over the place. Uh-huh. The, your biggest concern is with everything. Abuse. Right? Yeah, yeah. 
but that, that's with any drug. Correct. Correct. And of course, one of the one of the one of the um, counter arguments for the pro the pro cannabis the pro marijuana crowd is what about beer and alcohol? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I, yeah. I just hit you with the alcohol because alcohol actually has more um, um, physiological effects on the body than the, the marijuana has, and actually more severe. I mean, you could name after diseases you get from alcohol or that alcohol. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, aggravate. Yeah. 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 You know, they, 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 you know, I'm not. You know, I, my Netflix doctor series stopped filming for the season, so I don't go back till next year. But the, um, but I would dare say that um, there are no, other than what some people are saying is psychosis or medical, but there is no physiological. You don't, you don't get cancer from marijuana. As a matter of fact, I might cure it. Anyway. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I, I digress. The, the, the one thing that I want to say, though, right, I remember uh, in 2012, and I was having this conversation with Will Ajad and Marvin Pickering and Henry Dem, Henry Schuster and Barclays uh -huh. over the weekend. When the idea first came up, right, um, in, 20, in, in, in the early part of the second decade, right, I remember Senator, uh -huh. Nelson, Senator Nelson was taking a beating for it at the time. He's not a commissioner, right? I could tell you, in talking to my constituents, the mothers of young men, they're big. They they were the they were the demographic that were more most concerned about legalization of marijuana than anybody else. And it wasn't just about use; they were afraid of the criminal component because there's just this percentage out there. That that want that want to be lawbreakers and want to violate people's property in person. That's just how it is, and and I think I and, and I don't I don't think it's wrong to say that that's a legitimate concern for mothers of teenagers when they know that their children are at this impressionable age and things can happen. Absolutely correct. However, I would make the same argument that the problem isn't the marijuana itself. It's the illegality of the marijuana which makes it attractive to the criminal element. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. It could be marijuana. It could be cocaine. It could be any drug. The fact is that any drug that's illegal, the criminal element will engage in. Period. But they will also so, they will also go after legal entities. They did a rap gas. Did a rap gas station too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes, but that's what I'm saying. So once you remove that thing about marijuana, and then like I said. They, they, one of the keys to the street man them success in, in, in this scheme, I think, is the layman in Chabot or Kennedy ain't got the money to go get uh, um, a license. But what these guys need to do is start coming together. They're all the man in sign farm, all yeah. the man in group, yeah, you know? yeah, farm yeah. cooperatives. You got to come together. We, we, it's we, legal now. We got, we you got, got to be killing each other over it. We, we, we got, we, we got our work. These cooperatives, we, and we, cooperatives might qualify for these. In, in, in principle, excellent idea, but we got a lot. Of, we, we got a lot of barriers to break to get to yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They ask a question here in in Alaska. Um, can I grow my own product? And they say adults age twenty one can possess, grow, and give away as many as six marijuana plants. Only three of the plants can be mature and flowering at any one time. So that that so now, <laughs> if that's the case, that that's part of the regulatory aspect we're talking about. The people coming to check to make sure that you ain't got more than three plants flowering. 
Yeah, who gained that job? Think about it. You want you want to talk about unenforceability? Who is doing that job? That gonna be good. That 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 gonna that that. To tell them they got so much weed. Right? Yeah, no, no, you, I you, mean, let's be no, you, no, you, you got a six plan, but four of them flow real. Why them go get shut down? How the one gonna work? And, and who is coming to my house to tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> it gonna be, it gonna, it gonna be good. Let me, let me switch topics a little bit. Education is a big issue. Um, at Tony Henry, we we were fortunate that we when we grew up, um, actually, if you weren't educated, you were embarrassment to your family. <laughs> right? Let me tell you about. It. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just being very candid here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and we should, we want the same for our young people, our okay. children, our grandchildren, and all that good stuff. Um, we got to build some new schools, man. You check that that that's part of optimism. It isn't just about refurbishing old buildings. You know, we gotta, we gotta, we, we gotta show that we committed to this thing. I mean, for me, I would more focus on reading and literacy and all that stuff. But at some point, we need to reinvest in our in our facilities, man. Oh, gosh, man. Well, we got one school. Evelyn Williams is going to be a state of the art, right? But, but but you know, when your youngest school is 27, 28 years old, something fundamentally wrong with that, man. I'm just sorry. The complex opened in 95. We haven't had a new school since then, man. This is 2023, right. man. Oh, gosh, man. And, and, and because we haven't been building, now look at the cost of building. $168 million. To build a school. That is insane. 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 In 2006. What is going into that school? In 2006, when we were working with the, I, I was a vice chair of the finance committee. Uh, we had we had swing the legislature and Lorraine Berry was president of two two minorities, right? And that she made uh, majority. Um, the cost of building a school was thirty million dollars, man. Yeah, thirty mil. Now it's five times over that. That is in, crazy. In, a, in a in a matter of sixteen plus years. That's crazy. That is crazy. And like I said, I don't know what's in the past. Maybe every desk got built-in computer and it's wireless. I don't know, but this is insane. And at this rate. Well, we're going to build a school once every 20 years? Basically, me, are you in the wrong business? We need to be contractors. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, we, we, Again, we, for my license. Yes, sir. One of we are engineer, the next one are architect. And, uh, <laughs> 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 Henry and James. Henry and James. Yeah. Yes, sir. Because, make they, 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 because, because they're making a killing, my boy. They're making a killing. <laughs> A hundred, a hundred and fifty plus million to construct a school, and it's not even a high school. A junior high school, my boy. Yes. Wow. One thing I do want to say about the complex, though, and that's a, and that was, that was what twenty million, twenty million, twenty million back in back in the nineties when when um when um Farrelly closed, cut the last deal with Hess. Remember that? Remember that's what paid for it, right? Yes. Right. Yes, that's that, what the, it was. The, the extension agreement for 1990 that led to the school mm -hmm. opening in 1995. Mm -hmm. At at least we got something to show for that for that for that extension agreement. Yeah. From 1990, and that school was constructed so good that mm -hmm. after the hurricanes, it was housing four and five schools. Yes. Yes. And 
and and people who are um were, were experiencing homelessness. Oh yes, oh yes. In addition to houses, it also was a shelter. Shelter. Yeah. I know something. A tremendous shelter too. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know. I know several people that that, that told they her roof get blown off and think that's what I, they have to go. I, I had a, I I I had to go visit people near and dear to me who were struggling. And they were they were they were at at, at, at that complex, and uh, I, I'm curious as, but but they were supposed to put a generator there though, um, mm-hmm. so I got I got to find out from uh, energy office director Kyle Fleming because they were supposed to put a generator there. We had mentioned it uh, earlier in my time here. Analyze this um, that they were working um, with education energy office to put a generator yeah. there because remember now they serve as that as a shelter. They need that kind oh. of generator. You know, check yeah. so. But just the cost. I remember um, Director Jashin talking about that. Correct, correct. Yeah. But but the, but the, but the idea that to build a school nowadays costs one hundred and fifty million, ain't even a high school. That's that's staggering. <laughs> that's staggering. <laughs> you know. <laughs> as as a matter of fact, it, on, it undermines it undermines the math because when um, the hurricanes hit, right, in seventeen, and we were looking uh-huh. at eight billion dollars, right. Uh-huh. When we were doing the math, right? When I was doing the math based on the 2006 figure, right? Uh-huh. At uh-huh. 30 million, we could get 20 schools for 600 yeah, mil. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> now, we could We could get 20 schools at 30 million for 600 million. Now, based on this revised math with additional costs, increased costs, we could barely get five schools for 600 million dollars. That's what I'm saying. We probably gave one. Yeah. The way you're looking now. But, but, but you know something now? It goes back to that 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 old adage. Don't push back for tomorrow. Don't push for tomorrow where you mm-hmm. could take care of today. That's right? correct. And that, mm-hmm. that, that cost uh, will, will, will come back to haunt us. Um, li- literacy, um, uh, Tony Henry. Um, you know, we keep hearing about the kids count and and are reading uh, mm-hmm. at, at, at particular grade levels. This was part of the discussion last night uh, on the panel here uh, on, on WTJX. Um, mm-hmm. What can we do to really get uh, our, our folks to understand that that that's really the biggest issue we're facing right now as a society? Well, you know, to me, education, like you said, you hit it in the nail when you said you, 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 you couldn't embarrass your family by being... Um, uneducated. That's because the family was very supportive of education. You know, um, we gotta give some responsibility to the, the home circle to get those kids out there. Even if though, you know, if you know, listen, you get to you this way. A lot of immigrant families come to the United States from different countries: China, India, um, Mexico, wherever. Right, the Caribbean, especially. Their parents can't speak a lick of English, but guess what? That child is on a student in school, okay? And the school alone is not doing it. We can't put all this on the Department of Education. We cannot, because we've done that, and this is the result. What needs to happen is there's a personal responsibility with the students, but they need to be pushed a little bit more by, by, by some parents. The parents have to be very, very supportive of them and encourage these, these children to want to learn because these children, back when I was in high school, I remember Darwin King saying that we were losing them in the seventh and eighth grade. And that's donkey years ago. So what we, what, when are we losing them now? Sixth grade? 
fourth, fifth grade. And, you know, in terms of like when they become totally tuned out to 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 being educated, and then by the time they reach ninth grade and think they're dropping out, or or they get to twelfth grade and some of them get out and they're functional illiterate, then they can't progress progress beyond a certain job because that's that's you that, know? that's why that that's why that that kindergarten to fourth is so critical. And getting yeah. them, and getting them to understand the the, the fundamentals of all the education. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, all man. All the education that. is important. And when you when but you mentioned Darwin King, you got to be pushing it. When you, the, the, the school is not a daycare center. You just drop them off, and you know, and and and, and I'm telling you from somebody who's defended um, parents and students against the Department of Education over policies in the past. I'm not um, unsympathetic to parents, you know, but at the same time, I, 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 from my experience, I can see that they could do a lot more. Well, you know, you, you, you make a good point um, that it can't be all the Department of Education, but this is where nonprofits are, are very critical as well, Attorney it's Henry. It's a village. Yeah, man. Yeah, we, 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 if we fund nonprofits and we have these um, tech centers and, and, and mm-hmm. all that stuff, um, you know, um, the libraries, more, 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 oh more yeah. investment in our libraries and things of that nature, um, you know, mm-hmm. we, we, we could really... You know, we could really do something valuable in terms of educating our young people. We got um, um, Senator Frankie Johnson joining us now. Uh, he going uh, to be on for the last segment to, let us, to give us a feel uh, for last night. Attorney, uh, excuse me, Mr. Mr. Senator Frankie Johnson out of the West. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, good morning. How are you doing, Senator Novella? How are you guys doing? Good morning to the people out of the territory. Good. How, how are you all doing? Good. I know, I know you've been in transit, and I'm glad you um, could join us uh, for the last segment. This is your third state of the territory. As a senator, I know when you've been working for Governor Map, he had you in the front row, and all them kind of things. So, <laughs> so, so, so you've played both roles, being up close and personal, where, where state of the territory is a concern, Senator Johnson. Most definitely, um the governor was very upbeat. Um, I don't like promises. And, and, and many times he used that word, promise, promise. I want you to tell me a time, a date, and let's get it done. Okay. Well, check this out. Check this out. What we're going to do, take a break. Uh, right now, I'm going to let um, Dwayne Henry pepper you with some questions. I know you can handle it. You know what I mean? Coming from my life. Yeah. First, my background. I got, I got a flight to catch, so let me walk this far. But I thought, I thought to catch it already. No, no, we get delayed, but go ahead. Oh, okay, okay, we're good, we're good. So what we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want you to give yeah. a feel for what it was like last night to be in the well, uh, receiving uh, the state of territory. Of course, the first one, it hardly anybody there because of the COVID, right? So you've yeah. seen it yeah. uh, in, in under different settings. So we'll take a break. We got Senator Frankie Johnson from St. Croix joining us. We had Senator Martin Bladen join us from St. Thomas a little bit earlier. We'll be back right after this. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just gotta hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. (laughs) No, you hold my hand. Here we go. 
Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. During a busy day, it can be hard to make room for even one more thing. So it's a real plus that All Things Considered from NPR News is great for multitaskers. You can confidently add being well-informed to your to-do list and know that you will get it done. Whether you're cleaning out your junk drawer on a quick drive or something else, listen to All Things Considered every weekday afternoon. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. 1A is your place for daily conversation with thoughtful guests and listeners from around the country. Fridays are home to our news roundups, where we answer your questions about the biggest stories of the week. I'm Jen White. This year, we continue to celebrate your freedom to listen, weigh in, and share what you're curious about. And with your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. And we're back here on Analyze This, and we're joined by um, Senator um, Franklin Johnson from uh, St. Croix. Uh, Tony Dwayne Henry and I uh, going over uh, the governor's state territory address. Uh, Senator Johnson, have you been in session yesterday before uh, before the state territory address last night? Yes, we sure did. went in session. We passed rules and stuff like that, and we passed a bill for agriculture. That's going to kind of enhance the agriculture department, too. Was to try to really start planting and, and, and you know, making ourselves self-sufficient and not have to depend on outside food all the time. Mm-hmm. And as I go on that day, that, that was one of the things the governor didn't speak about, agriculture. And, and we need to be serious with it. We cannot continue waiting for boats and ships to come here and trucks. Because if a pandemic or any crisis hit and these trailers go and strike whatever, what the Virgin Islands going to do? Yeah, we can't be we, we can't be we can't be provisioning forever. We go we go we go we go cultivate on our own. So I was very disappointed with not hearing nothing, absolutely nothing, about our plans for agriculture. Let me ask this question: Are you adapt rules yesterday? Yeah, we adapt rules yesterday, and we had a little difficult time with that because they they try to change the numbers that um anything under five cannot be considered of a minority or be recognized as a minority and. Alma brought piece of legislation trying to fix it to make sure that the four of us that's in a minority can caucus and be recognized as a minority and a minority leader. And so so, so, so they, put, they, they put in the rules, you need a minimum of five members to form a minority? To form a minority and be recognized as a minority. To be recognized. So, 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 yes. so was the amendment adapted to change that to four? No, it wasn't. But we, you know, after we finished and we spoke to some of the colleagues there, and we said, look, this thing ain't causing the legislature die. So it ain't like we're asking for money to fund anything. We just want to be recognized and have a minority leader to represent us as a group. 
and some of them say once they come back, they'll they'll support it. I, you know, it's a bit amazed me that that folks vote and then sometimes they, you know, that you go deeper and talk to them and have that conversation and they're willing to listen and and, and make that change. So we'll see when we bring it again. You know? So so you you have four non non Democrats in the legislature right now. Yourself, right. Senator Carrion, <laughs> Senator DeGraff, and Senator Francis Heiliger. That's correct, yeah. And the four I.O. want to form a minority caucus and the rules prohibits it because I.O. ain't got five? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, eh? Amazing. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, I, hey, I, I, this I, is the I, process, I, and I, I, I feel we're too small for that. Territory don't have time for that. We come to work, and, you know, we, we're not on board based on minority majority. If a piece of legislation is going to benefit the people of the territory, each and every one of us, have that responsibility to support or not support based on your belief that it is a good bill or not. Wow. I got, I, 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 I'll be yes. talking. I should have known this. I should have known this because I just got a text message to that effect. That's why I asked the question. I should have known this uh-huh. when Senator Blake knew on because I would have asked that question. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because um, that, that's that's a power move there to me. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 Tony Henry, any any questions yes. for the good sign out of the, the distinguished gentleman from the District of St. Croix out of the West? Good morning, Senator Franklin Johnson. Good, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, I'm going to go easy, I'll give you some softball. <laughs> but um, you have always, in the, you, you, you term, your first term, you, you were um, a accountability guy. Um, yeah. Do you see yourself, I don't know, the committee assignments come down, being on the government operations, and then number no. two. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Number one. Okay, and then number two, if, if you know, um, I know your pet peeve is BOC, Bureau of Corrections. They got a myriad of problems there. Where are we going with this? <laughs> a lot of mercy. See, I told you, I'm not, I tell that one guy, right here, though. Too easy one. Number, number one, I'm not on government apps, but I attend just about every hearing. I really okay. have been a senator that goes to work. I don't have to say that. But I have voice my, 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 my opinion on who my oh. stance. I just won't be able to vote that. Right. I speak my, and I represent the people. The Bureau of Correction is a, is a, a total mess. And, and some of the things that the governor said last night that I've been preaching all my life, that these people are going to come back out on the street and we need to make sure that they're prepared, it is not happening. And until they prove to me and show me proof of it, I will can stand by my word that we have the wrong person running the Bureau of Correction. I put a piece of legislation. My captain didn't support. And it's okay. I'm not upset. I will bring legislation again. I will not, I will not stop. But I can tell you of a piece of equipment that they have in the Bureau of Correction right now is an embroidery machine. When I went there about a year and change ago, this machine can do all your embroidery on your shirt, all the shot. Every government agency should be going right there right now having these things done. They, they told me that they trained some prisoners on it. I asked them to show me something that they trained them on this piece of equipment. Probably a twenty, thirty thousand dollar piece of equipment or more. They said, oh, yeah, we got one thing in the office. I never saw it. But as we speak up to today, I go, go and do my tour. And I guarantee you my report will reveal that they're not using that equipment. They're not making good use of training these young men and getting them prepared for the street. And that's why you don't have people coming in and out of our prisons. You know, I ran that program with a work detail, work release, and I don't brag on it. If it's one thing people say, don't tap your dog, beat on your own back, I do that when it comes to that program. I had some 20 men working in, in his full time. I had an next 200 working in government agencies. But what we have done is send a lot of our prisoners who are capable of doing this mm-hmm. 
whatever reason that we choose to do it. And I don't support that. But we and they're going when we have them, they're not doing all of that training. The most they get to do is probably a GD class. I am in communication mm-hmm. with a lot of our prisoners. They call me to talk to me. They tell me I'm just sitting here. I'm just sitting here. When they come out, what do you expect them to do? Senator Johnson, let, let me be devil's advocate and, and, and bring a counter-argument to, to what you're saying. Um, suppose I vote for Frankie G, right? Um, of course, Senator Franklin Johnson, for those of you who don't know, he's yeah, yeah. affectionately known and, uh, in, 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 many, in many parts as Frankie J, right? Suppose they come to you and say, well, Senator, um, I know that that's your passion and that's your background and all that stuff, but I elect you to do a number of different things, not to be focusing on that alone. What would be your What would be your response to that? And, and I am not focused on that alone. In, in fact, I have some piece of legislation coming this year to deal with veterans. I have, a, I, and I do have some other legislation for the prison, which is a geriatric bill. And I do have some other legislation that is not going to touch correction at all. And, and you're right, I can't just stick. And one topic and one thing. Mm-hmm. I've been belching my voice out. And something that the governor speak about, about people with these blue roof. And when those committees come, when those agencies come, I'm the person that I was steamrolling them about these blue roof or our seniors are still living in. Well, it looked it look like you know, you, know, you know I will come into that because we got housing construction and housing development deficiency here in the Virginia at a time when we get we, we get into a significant shortage. So 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 how do how do we go about accelerating that? Because one of the things um Senator Usi Richards said last night on the show that the uh, the other panelists agreed with, we full of plans here in the Virgin Islands, but execution is a whole different yeah. ball game, man. Eh? I've been beating the road with this. I've been going to these people homes, seeing the condition they're living in, and when these agency come, this envision program, I, I scream to the top of my lungs. Now what I'm going to have to do, I'm going to reach out to the Congress lady and find out what we can do to expedite these programs and make sure these people rules get fixed. The governor spoke about the, the historic um, bill that he wants to bring. From what I heard about that bill, I can't support that. We're talking about taking people property from them. Nobody's going to get me to support nothing that will take nobody property from them. Interior department have 15 million. Interior department sent out 25 million to us for historic preservation. There's a good 15 million sitting there for grants for people to get to fix their home. And people are being spinning circles. Some folks took nearly two years to just meet the qualification bar. But you want to tell me about coming with some other vision and some other idea of taking people property from them? When we have $15 million sitting there from the Interior Department to do historic preservation in our towns with these homes, I can't support these things. And I'm going to be very vocal about them when they come. Senator, uh, Attorney Henry, any, another question for, for, for Frankie J. before I, I, I come back yeah, with a nice well, 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 I want to dovetail, um, Senator, on the, um, what you just said about the historic preservation. Um, and I know that's been a complaint. Having worked at DPNR for five years, I know about shippo, we call it, um, and, and how they operate. And one of the things that people have always complained about for the last 20 years or more is meeting the bar for these things. How, how, do, we, how do we fix that? Because if we want these buildings to be maintained in the, you know, preserved, then there's certain standards. So how do, how do we reconcile that with um, the people that own the building, migrate, Uncle that inherits from his great grandmother, uh, you know, he can't repair that thing. He, he can't have the brads made because that's the type of nail he made anymore. So you gotta get a tool that he make to make it and all that kind of things. It's even worse than that. 
because they will allow you to build a house that was a wood house in cement. But you know what you gotta do on the outside? You gotta put on the same strip with them to make it yeah, like, like, like a, like a yeah. uh, shingle. Like shingle. So, so it's like double double the cost. But there's yeah, there, yeah. money there. But not only that, a lot of that stuff has to be like handmade literally because yeah. you can't buy that stuff anymore. But 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 you but, know, but, but Senator Johnson, I, I have reference on this show, title thirty three. Section 3095, which is the Virgin Islands yeah. Reconstruction and Rehabilitation Revolving Fund for our town districts, where we are, we already have a, a fund in place, a fund in place for those who can tap into to, 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 uh, 1% and 2% loans, 1% and 2% interest um, loans for, for revitalizing and re reconstructing these buildings. A lot of them derelict and they ain't doing nothing either. No. It got two, have, si it got two sides to look at it, Senator Johnson. $15 million for grants sitting. But the, 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 the process is so encumbersome and so harassing that people sometimes just say, you know what, it's not going to happen. But I could tell you I speak to folks that apply for these grants. And it took them two years to just meet the qualification of getting a grant. Just section B alone says the fund shall consist of all sums appropriated thereto from time to time by the legislature and all public and private monetary grants, gifts, donations, bequests, or devices to the fund and deposits made pursuant to Title 32, Chapter 21, Section 515, Virgin Islands Code. So we already have the administrative dynamic in place. Why is this a problem? It doesn't make any sense. I, 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 I listen to it, I feel it, and I know that we cannot continue doing it. We can't just leave it to daylight to the point that we're talking about taking people place from them. I can't no, no, no. Well, well, we want to take people place from them, but we also want them to know that um, you own a, a big building and a car, and it might be an eyesore, and we want to know how we could help you to fix it. Now, don't forget now. It got it got probate dynamic for a lot of families as well when it comes to buildings, much. right? So I, I don't want to be naive and forgetful of that. But there's so many dynamics in place that that uh, uh, we want to see our tongues looking re uh, represent um, presentable. Um, Senator Johnson and Attorney Henry. Senator, you go go. Yeah, well, you. well, you see what happened. Um, you have to look at it, like you said, um, Senator James. You know, Detroit had to take action. You know, the, the, the city of Detroit several years ago actually condemned a lot of the dilapidated buildings in downtown and and gave them to other people. I, 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 Washington yeah. D.C. had to do the same thing as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean there, there are templates there. There are templates that we, we, we don't we don't want to take people property from them, but there are templates there for us to figure out how to do it. Um, 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 Senator, I know you're in transit. Thanks for calling in. Senator Johnson, thanks for calling in. They look, I, I know that he probably checking in. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going yeah. There. But but you're correct, um, 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 Mr. James. That, you know, this then this you know. The two sides to every coin, right? Yeah. Not to mention, well, and Nate, now you, I'm glad you mentioned the probate. We as a people, yeah. I've said this before, we need to stop leaving one house of 15 people alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Stop it. Because all they're going to do is got 15 children fighting over or not fighting at all yeah. over it. Yeah. And there's property, you know, I haven't worked in the telegovernance office, there's the properties and stuff like that. Most of the properties that the uh, questions are playing. 
Has, oh, we flew this plane. This our this our flight now. And, and nobody wants to pay the tax. Yeah, that 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 is a conflict waiting to happen. And, yes. and and that's 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 really no way to resolve that particular conflict. Well, I, um, I just bored a plane. I'm gonna have to call you guys. No, no, no. We're good. Thanks a lot for joining us. I appreciate you. Thanks a lot, Senator Johnson. We appreciate Thanks that. Thanks a lot. Be safe. We're safe good. Flight. We're good. Um, so, uh, 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 Attorney Henry, um, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's safe to say that uh, um, another year has passed us by, and we're looking forward to a prosperous 2023, man. That's all we could do, right? This, that's all we could do. <laughs> And, and, I, and I hope it is really prosperous. I really, really hope so, at least for me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 this, but we have like a, but the point being is, you know, based on the, you know, what's been going on, and, and, and to wrap it up from the, the governor's speech last night, mm-hmm. there's a lot of work to be done, and all of us have to do our share. The government can't, you know, I'm tired of hearing them. Well, the government didn't do this. You know what? If the government ain't doing it, you're a citizen. Instead of sitting here in this bar and complaining about it, go to your senator, go to a public hearing, write to your write to representatives, write the newspaper. Be a be, be be a part be a part of the solution. Yeah, and it starts and it starts it starts with communication and and most importantly, not being intimidated. I think that's something that. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe we need to talk about uh, down the road where people are intimidated by by structure and 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 mm-hmm. and limelight and, and and they shouldn't be because we, we we actually want to to hear the realness that they're experiencing. You follow what I'm saying? Not yeah. just not just we're projecting something to happen. Uh, what you're actually going through is what we want to hear. Thanks a lot, Tony Henry. Good good discussion of this morning. You take care, I appreciate that. Yeah, right. we had uh, Tony Henry uh, providing some uh, co-hosting this morning. We heard from uh, the Senate Vice President, Marvin Blayden, and we just heard from Senator Frankie Johnson, who's on his way back from St. Thomas uh, to St. Croix. Um, the morning after, the 2023 State of the Territory Address. Thanks for joining us. Be good. Be safe. Um, talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants. Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! Democracy Now! features ideas and voices from some of the best minds of this generation and previous ones, including activists, muckrakers, visionaries, artists, risk-takers, academics, and just folks, as in the most just folks, who share a commitment to truth, democracy, justice, diversity, equality, and peace. Catch Democracy Now! at his new time, weekdays at 10 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. Listening to the wings of a monarch butterfly, what a magical thought. They arrive here on the Day of the Dead, which we celebrate here in Mexico, and a lot of the indigenous people believe that it's the souls of their ancestors that are returning, you know? And it's very spiritual. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.